to a slightly delayed start of 40 Minute Fridays. I'm Megan. And I'm Mallory. And today, Amanda said, wait, right before we started podcasting. So, uh, we're, we're waiting. <laughs> what do I you need from us? I don't think we're waiting anymore. I'm always waiting. Oh. Waiting on the world to change. <laughs> yeah? Is that how you feel? No, it just seemed like a funny thing to say. It's Mallory's week to plan, so I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to convince Kellen that I'm going to take over the beginning of the podcast like I do most weeks mm. and derail us completely. I don't think that you can necessarily derail when there is no plan. But <laughs> <laughs> Mallory did say, oh, it's my week to plan. Dang it. And I was like, it's not my fault that you don't remember last week's episode. You weren't even drunk. <laughs> if you're still sticking with us after last week, you're a real fan. I'll reward you with ASMR of this drink. That's what everyone needs in their lives. Amanda didn't make an unfortunate face, so maybe that was okay. It was passable as far as the audio content goes. No, I do have a little bit of a plan, but we're going to start with the real life updates because uh, we didn't really do much of that last week because uh, we were distracted by how great Mary was at making this wall, mm-hmm. uh, a point which Mel proved by repeatedly falling into it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. The wall still hasn't really recovered. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another ASMR section, yep. uh, you you touching the wall. Uh so, do you have any updates on your life in the last little bit? Um, Amanda and I tried to watch Brave yesterday and only got two minutes in. <laughs> uh, haven't seen Brave in a while, and I think that Brave is a bad movie. Uh, poorly advertised, beautifully animated, lots of missteps. As far as concept goes, it's just Brother Bear and Freaky Friday together as one movie. The only Disney princess that has a mom has to have their whole movie be about how they have a mom. And the music slaps. So it's a very conflicting subject for me. (laughs) Clearly. I have lots of conflicting feelings, and most of them are negative. But then, like, the positives are, like, really positive. So if you've got hot takes on Brave, please send them my way. I'm always interested in more anti-Brave content or, like, pro-brave but with a sympathetic ear to anti-brave content so let me know uh, by tweeting at Megan Lilyflower. I've also been TikToking a lot. That's true I've you definitely have. <laughs> always been TikToking a lot but this week I've been focusing on trying to TikTok on Phoenix Tears and like actually get people to help us make content so like Jade was on the TikTok this morning mm-hmm. because I don't want it to all be my face because that's not my TikTok. My TikTok is at Megan Lilyflower, but at Phoenix Tears PR is still run by me, so my face is on it, and I would like less of that. So I'm going to force Mallory to make some TikToks. Um, Mallory doesn't mind being in TikToks. Mm-hmm. It's just conceptualizing them that is a huge struggle for me. Yeah, so we're going to do that at some point. I'm going to force Amanda to be on the TikTok. Like, it'll be a whole thing. Um... But yeah, and then I've been teaching classes throughout school, which I mentioned either last week or two weeks ago. I'm teaching a sold-out class this week, which has been really great. Yeah, high five. All six of my kiddos have shown up every day, which has been good, because my first class I had, like, not full attendance every day, and there were only four of them, so, like, (laughs) get it together, kids. Uh, And then... (laughs) 
I and also if you're listening to this, kids, leave. Not appropriate. Goodbye. <laughs> um, and then next week I have my classes like made for next week, so I have enough kids for it to meet my like minimum requirement for how many kids need to be in the class for me to teach it. Um, so I still have a class next week, which is exciting because that's how I'm making money. That that's my job now. That's my Part-time job that isn't acting and isn't Phoenix Tears is just being a, a teaching artist on OutSchool. Mallory just touched my earrings. My earrings are by Golden Daisy Girl Designs on Etsy. These are the least exciting of the pairs of earrings that I've worn. But um, The ones last week, were they also by that same person? Were they the, like, orange daisies? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mel commented on them in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I have three pairs of earrings from them, and they're all very nice, very good. Highly recommend. The posts are a little too short for my ears, so they fall out if I, like, get too aggressive. But I can, like, do a decent head shake and they not fall out. It just I just have to check on them occasionally. Yeah. But very comfy. Would wear all day. Have worn all day. Mm-hmm. All day today? Yeah, I'm doing this new thing where I wear earrings around the house on days when I'm not doing anything. I just, like it. Just, just to sp- spice it up. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's good to spice it up. You look real cute today. You got this black and white thing going. It matches with the earrings. I did nothing today. You I look didn't like you have a class. Dressed for lush. You yeah. know you're not that's what there. That's what Amanda said to me, too. She was <laughs> like, you could wear that to lush. But at the time, I wasn't wearing a bra. And I was like, no, I could not, ma'am. <laughs> Funny thing is that I also couldn't wear it right now because you can see my bra through my shirt, which is also apparently not appropriate for work. Like, you can't, like, see much of my bra. You can see that I'm wearing a bra. Yeah, because you figure would be not a problem. Yeah, because they, you know, want you to wear a bra, but they don't want to be able to tell you're wearing a bra. They just want to not think about your breasts. This is the problem with capitalist America. The Um, only problem. I was going to say... Sexist America. I, I don't feel like capitalism necessarily figures into that. Well, because I don't think that the people who are in charge, like I know that the people who are in charge of my store don't care when I'm not working there. But it's this like ideal idea of being an unoffensive salesperson. Like it's this idea of not potentially offending anyone. So it's not sexism necessarily although it does like only apply to people of Listen, with I boobs. have never in my life had a boss go to a guy excuse me I feel like your dick is too prominent and uh I'm gonna need you I have been in rooms where that has happened to boys okay so it's just about not offending people I think but you've also not done sales jobs that's true so like I think that that's part of it is that we're like at Lush, we don't even wear name tags. But I have also... Because they don't want you to be thought of as a person. They want <laughs> you to just sell them lavender lotion. <laughs> I want to remember that girl, you know, with the things. Which is what makes it really easy for you to get recognition for your sales when you don't have a name tag. Mm-hmm. And and there are three girls with pink hair working at the store. <laughs> so that doesn't even narrow it down. Yeah. It's a wild time. That's not why I don't work there anymore. Why I don't work there is because of a global pandemic. But here we are. <laughs> well, 
Megan's updates were much more interesting than mine. Yeah, well, Mallory's boring. I don't know if you know. That's true. I literally just work and come home. And I feel like I uh, don't do much else right now because sometimes that's all I have the energy for. Mm-hmm. Relatable, though. <laughs> I did nothing today. I literally didn't do... This is the only thing in my planner. Yeah. Was to do this. And I'm going to be exhausted afterwards. Yeah. I'm just... I'm tired a lot. Uh, and... It takes a lot of energy to go to work. But the update that I have is something we didn't really talk about last week because we were consumed with Mel graduating, which is that I now have a snake. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Her snake's name is Snake, 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 Snake. Only, only three. Snake, it is Snake, Snake. Three snakes. Snake, Snake, Snake. But it's only one snake. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is one snake with three names, and all three names are Snake, which is why Amanda calls them... Cubi, because it's snake cubed, but it is in different languages, so it is Nehesa Jukulis Nathair, which is Hawaiian, a Latin variant, and Gaelic, or Irish, uh, respectively. And I came, did not come up with that idea, it was Mel's idea to name my snake snake in a different language, and then I was like, mm, but I like too many of these, so it became snake snake snake, which we find funny. Uh, my family has started to refer to Nahesa as NJN, which is the initials. Uh, we mostly just call her, him, them, Nahesa. I want to call Nahesa Nessie, but I don't know if it fits. Haven't decided yet. Jury's out. Yeah. Haven't seen enough of their personality to That's have true. decided. I also sometimes say Hessa because saying Hessa is too much work. Yeah. <laughs> you know how language is lazy? Yes, I do understand how language is lazy. But Nahessa is a corn snake and a baby corn snake, just right now probably a month old, tiny and adorable. Has eaten one mouse. Yes, and ate for the first time on Sunday. Ate a pinky, did so well. I'm so proud of them. Because sometimes it's hard to get a snake to eat, but Nahesa was on it, all about that food. When you say that snakes, like when they're little, eat pinkies, it sounds like you just like cut off Yep, I just cut off human pinkies pinkies and feed them to the snake. Actually, I get Logan to do it for me. Oh, God. That's (laughs) the other update is that Masks is ending soon. We have two more weeks of our role-playing game that we play, which means that it's gotten intense and also... Everyone has gotten wild. People have just been like, oh, well, it's going to end. So, like, I can be crazy. People got wild before I announced the ending. Quarantine's got everyone really strung out. (laughs) I think that that's the accurate statement. But, yeah, that's my main update is that I have a Nahasa and I love them very much. And I'm excited for her to grow and become a really important part of my life and I'm already training her to be a bracelet snake because that's my dream is just a pet that is also an accessory like those ladies with dog purses right now Nahesa is a belt loop snake not a bracelet snake and she prefers Amanda okay listen everyone prefers Amanda that's what we learned last week (laughs) I mean depends on the task all right I don't want Amanda to get something off the fridge That's not my preference. She can't (laughs) do that. Everyone has their own tasks. So the next thing I've got is uh, just 
three update thought things, mm-hmm. uh, two of which come from the podcast that I missed and one of which came in my email today. Ah, yes, I see. So what are you... We'll start with the podcast that I was not here for. Mm-hmm. Amanda did something that you warned her was a mistake and told her she could edit out of the podcast, but she did not, in fact, edit it out of the podcast. Mm. And that's the part where Amanda said that she would love to make audio for a creepy carnival. Yep. And my brain has been going wild ever since I listened to that. I definitely want to do a creepy carnival. It is something I'm going to hardcore pitch for a possible after masks world Mm. that somebody can play in. I think it would be really fun. I also think that there's a lot of potential for a creepy carnival audio drama. I also have been trying to pitch Vex on creepy carnivals as a theme for some of the fic that they're writing for their they're doing like bingos in fandom fandom mm. bingo fanfic and i'm really into that the other thing that you guys discussed that was strange and interesting was the idea of a human sized pinball game <laughs> i don't know where she got that from <laughs> there's an episode of was it Gravity Falls? Yeah. Uh, there was an episode of Gravity Falls that we all watched where Mabel and Dipper get put into a pinball machine that's, like, possessed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where it came from or what, but that just came out of Ma- Amanda's mouth. Yep. And we were like, I was, we, the collective, the royal Megan, we, <laughs> I, I just looked at Amanda and was like, huh? Like, are those the words you meant to say? Yeah. Have you just been thinking about it? I've been thinking about it. Just the idea of a human-sized pinball machine. How would one go about creating a human-sized Isn't pinball a machine? a regular pinball machine human-sized? Humans <laughs> have to play on it. It's not mouse-sized. Like, I mean, I, I realize that what you mean is like a human pinball-sized map. So like a, a yeah. situation where the human is, is the, the pinball. pinball. But you're right. All pinball all machines are human-sized. They're human-sized. I feel like you could do a really fun field day obstacle course that was themed towards like pinball. Ooh, so doing yes, I think that that's true. Like ones that are like like flipper themed and ones that are sort of you would have to pick a classic pinball, probably the like pinball game that's on old computers or something that lots of people would know and be able to conjure to mind uh, the aesthetics of, but doing like a themed field day could be fun. Could be a fun thing when there's not coronavirus. Adult field days. I like that. I'm in. We're not the host in, but somebody else. Take that idea. (laughs) Yeah, we'd come and play. I'd Mm -hmm. be part of a human pinball machine, but I definitely don't think that I'm up to creating one. Unless that is where I finally get to make a set made entirely of balloons. No, but, like, we can make you a show that's a set entirely of balloons, Mallory. That's what I need. Creepy Carnival could be all balloons. (laughs) People hate balloons popping. That's true. That would be so much tension, because you could just pop a balloon at any time. (laughs) Yeah, that would make it scary. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Uh, The final bit is an email that I received at 10.35 a.m. today. It is from a man named Eugenio Wargling. 
I'm going to mispronounce that. Protect his identity by <laughs> vaguely and completely mispronouncing everything about him. It says, join forces with other podcasters to grow your audience. Mm. And it says, hi, Mallory. I'm reaching out to you today because of your podcast, 40 Minute Fridays. That is this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm the founder of Audrey, where we help podcasts partner up with each other to grow their audiences jointly. For this, we have been building a platform, 3,000 plus shows signed up, that connects like-minded podcasts for cross-promotions and partnerships. The platform is entirely free for podcast hosts. We would love to have you and 40 Minute Fridays on board. And then there's like some other information about how it works, and how to join, and have a great day. What would be a like-minded podcast to us? to us? So I had some thoughts about that, and I feel like there are several podcasts I listen to that we would partner with, but uh, I would tweet at them and be like, hey, do you want to talk about each other? Not go through this. Not go through this. However, mm-hmm. this did spark an intense Google search for Audrey, just to figure out what I could find out. Mm-hmm. And the answer is that Google reviews reveals only Audrey's site, basically, mm. uh, which runs an extensive Google Ads campaign, just in case you wondered. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and several articles from podcast people that I actually do care about, all of which say that this is a terrible idea. So if you are a small, nothing podcast like us, which is what we are right now, we're tiny. We don't want you will, to be more, I don't think. <laughs> you will get an email like this, potentially, because what they fish for is podcasts that are very small. Mm. Because signing up for this means that they auto-roll ads. So they have an AI that adds ads to your podcast where it's hosted mm. through them, which they then like use it to put on their RSS feeds Mm -hmm. and then they cross promote you with other podcasts that also don't have listeners and i don't know if anyone understands how marketing works but the point of doing something like cross promotion is that you would gain people but you can't gain people from no one yeah and it forces together a lot of things that don't necessarily go, go together, together. Yeah. and basically is an ad farm. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, boys and girls. Don't trust spam emails, even ones that start by telling you that they think your podcast is great. I don't think they've listened to it. If you <laughs> are this man or any human from Audrey and you've like listened to the pod and you yeah. you listen to the pod Tweet at us and yeah. we'll reconsider. Maybe we'll change our tune. Uh, I I think that there that's an interesting idea, right? Because I run the Phoenix Year social media and like have since it was literally nothing, and now mm-hmm. I would still call it just about nothing. Uh, it, we have six hundred and thirty something people that like us on Facebook, and if I do a sponsored advertisement, it gains no traction and. Uh, recommends that with our audience size and our engagement levels that we pay for people who like our page to see our content because yeah. otherwise they might not see it. Facebook Welcome is to Facebook. the worst. But like our, our presence is, is quite small uh, and we mostly get the word out through 
the people involved, me, Mallory, our board of directors, whoever's in our cast, and can get a decent amount of reach through those networks because we know people, but Phoenix Tears itself isn't this huge platform necessarily. But on the flip side of that, we have 630 people that other pages don't have, Mm -hmm. and they are almost entirely real people, like it's not a bunch of bots or spam or anything like that. Our Instagram has over a thousand followers and has for a long time. That used to mean more than it does now, but like there was a time when that granted us some ability to claim beneficial cross-promotion for people of a similar size. And so I think it's interesting to think about at what size your audience cross-promoting helps. Because, like, a big creator promoting a big creator, but that are in two fairly different fields, don't have a ton of crossover, or should have crossover, but somehow don't, makes sense, right? And then a big creator promoting... A small creator. A small creator isn't cross-promotion. It's just promotion. So they need to be getting something out of that. And usually that's being paid. But sometimes it's just that, like, Hank Green really likes some girl who talks about science on TikTok. And that's dope. Sometimes it's just that creators used to be small and they remember what that's like and they're trying to help out. But at the, like, theater, local theater company level, right, having... 600 followers on Facebook and a list of email contacts and an actor pool for 10 Minute Tuesday and a venue when there's not a coronavirus happening means that it's advantageous for us to do cross-promotion with theaters that are a little bit smaller, a little bit bigger, or the same size as us. Yes. So it's interesting that when you're a podcast that Anchor estimates eight people listen to... (laughs) Why cross-promoting with someone's podcast that also has eight people isn't beneficial. Because, like, they have eight people and you have eight people and those are almost definitely not the same people. Almost 100%. And their audience is probably their friends and our audience is our friends. And if you tell your friends to do something... They might listen to you. They might listen to you. So where does that fall apart? And obviously the answer is... Similar to the fact that I ask every parent who takes my class to leave a review, and I've had seven students and one review. Yep. That will get one listener and they'll get one listener. But, like, that's still one entire person. I feel like... That happens on every podcast. I feel like where it falls apart is this idea of a company that is putting you together to Mm cross-promote. Because if I was like, Megan... This week, the podcast chosen for you is Earwigs, where they talk about earwigs, and we think you guys should cross-promote. And I think that that's part of where it falls apart. Mm -hmm. And I think that the other thing that falls apart for that is that it's similar, in a similar vein to come perform for us, it's exposure. But we do that. Yeah. We do. Deadass do that. Like, we have fringe shows come perform at 10 Minute Tuesdays. It's exposure. 10 Minute Tuesdays is a volunteer opportunity. And if someone asks what they get out of it, a credit on your resume and 
exposure with giant quotation marks around mm-hmm. it. And if someone's a trying to get famous theater human in Orlando, one, you're doing something wrong. Uh, but two, like they're probably not going to or they're going to be considered misguided in some way in thinking that they should do that. Like a weird... Yeah, I think the line really comes down to they're making money off of putting ads in your podcast that are like pre-roll and mid-roll ads that are just added to your podcast while offering you the opportunity to cross-promote in a way that may or may not be helpful. Mm -hmm. And they specifically seek out podcasts with a very, very low listener count. Mm -hmm. I think that cross-promotion is very useful if you are actively engaged with the person you're cross-promoting with. Because cross-promotion works because our friends listen to us and we tell our friends to listen to something else. But that makes it hard if it's not something you want to be engaged in. Similar to fringe artists coming to perform at 10-Minute Tuesdays. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing... All of my questions sound really dumb. Uh, I'm a marketing professional, uh, and I'm saying this to make content Mm -hmm. and and do that Megan thing of devil's advocating. It's Um, Megan's favorite pastime. I just want to flesh out what the problem with this is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also think it would be an interesting thought experiment, since I assume you don't have much else planned. I've got a game and a potential idea, but I don't know what we're doing on time, so please continue. Yeah, we'll thought experiment out the how you would fix this platform. So I, like, how you would keep what they want to do in mind and the fact that they need to make money, mm-hmm. uh, but fix it so that it would be something you would actually use. And I'll, I'll answer first because I've, I've thought of this, that my fix would be that they pay larger podcasts to use their service. So they give podcasts with more than 5,000 listeners money for putting ads in in the same way that like sponsored content would be and they don't charge podcasts that have under a certain amount of listeners so we would use this for free and they would be making money off putting ads in our content but in exchange we would be partnered with bigger podcasts and you would pair the small and the large podcasts and sometimes go the other way but I feel like you would do maybe an every other week it's podcasts in the other pool podcasts in your same participant pool and I think that's how I'd fix it and you could do levels and so you could say like the first week like you're sort of randomly but within a month you'll get paired with one podcast that has Over 5,000 listeners, one podcast that has under 1,000 listeners, one podcast that has under 500 listeners, and that, like, switches up. And that that could fix it. That would be something that I feel like we'd have to think about doing as a small podcast, and then if it helped us and worked, we'd feel like we could stay on and be, we could start making money Mm -hmm. and be paid by the platform which would be an interesting incentive. But what do you think? So I think that adding the opportunity for larger podcasts would be helpful. I also think that if... So they're essentially becoming a host platform, like Anchor is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use Anchor currently and like them. And I think that Anchor offers... It's free for us. Mm -hmm. 
but it also runs the RSS for us, pushes out to the podcasting platforms and all that other kind of stuff. And I feel like Audrey is lacking some of the stuff that new small podcasters need. Like if we were going to switch platforms to this other free platform, I would need stuff besides cross promotion because mm-hmm. I would need the same sort of feed management kind of stuff oh, do they that we're getting here. It doesn't appear to. Mm. Um, and also, I think a big thing for me would be I would want I would want to feel like they have actually invested in knowing what my content is mm-hmm. because I don't want to be partnered with a pro-Trump podcast yeah. for cross-promotion. Like, that's my biggest thing is the idea that there are 3,000-plus podcasts there, all of which have very, very few listeners, mm-hmm. which means that we could end up with a really fun, cute little podcast, mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that our friends do, or we could end up with... Yeah. Yeah. Something wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you would need to... I don't think that the and platform maybe we'd necessarily have to define to ourselves. Yeah, I self-defining I think would be fine, right? If you could if it was split into those like pools of, you know, the top content creators make the most money, they make money from every ad, the middle tier makes money from two out of the three ads, the second to last tier makes money from one of the ads and the lowest tier which we would be in makes no money from the ads, but all of those are cross-promoted. Within those individual pools, you would have to have, like, I feel like deal breakers and also the ability to say, I don't want to be featured this week because I don't want to be featured on that podcast. It does say that you have the chance to deny the people that you're uh, But maybe if it gave you two options of who you'd like to partner with Mm -hmm. and you, like, don't both necessarily need to pick... I mean, if there wasn't any ads, if that service wasn't making any money from it, then maybe they give you two options and you both have to pick each other. Yeah. To be matched. Like, this like a speed dating. Tinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that maybe the money that that platform is making is by giving you, the person using the platform, an ad or uh, selling something else, like selling another service or requiring subscription fees for very large Yeah, there are definitely some options for that. I also think uh, one thing that concerns me about the type of AI ad role placement Mm -hmm. is that I also don't have control necessarily over what ads. Mm. Uh, And that's, like, the number one thing that made me hesitant about the service was that in their FAQ it talks about adding ads, and I was like, hmm. What kind of ads? Well, that's a great question, because you don't necessarily know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that is a challenge for me. Amanda, how much time do we have remaining? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Okay, with our last nine minutes, do you want to work on making up a story, or do you want to play a game? Mm, Let's play a game. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about video games lately. Can't tell you why. It's just been on the brain. Weird. Mel and I have been talking about... She wants Raymond to teach me to play Call of Duty. Mm. Which I think will just result in me yelling a lot. Doesn't sound like a great idea. And also I'm inherently against Call of Duty, but that's for FBI reasons. (laughs) Uh, Raymond is apparently a very patient teacher Mm. with Call of Duty. And just enjoys playing it and... 
we talked about playing video games. So talking about Call of Duty made me think about games I actually enjoy, (laughs) which include The Sims. Mm -hmm. So I thought that today's fun game would be I'm going to give you a phrase in Simlish and you have to tell me what it is in English. I'm hype. All right. We're going to start with easy ones. Susu. Hello. Yes. Wow, you're really good at this. I was going to say, like, she says easy ones and then I'm going to look like a fool. (laughs) And also, dag dag. Oh, that might be goodbye, but okay. It is, in fact, goodbye. I was like, that's either goodbye or I'm stuck. (laughs) Um, the Gleb. No idea. I'm going to guess I love you. It is not. That is a good guess. Uh, I think maybe it would be... Let me let me change my inflection a little bit. Mm. Oh, this is a gleb. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> she got it. Uh, Maladay. Oh, fiddle faddle. <laughs> I don't, it's not fiddle faddle. It is not. Um, this is actually a positive one. It doesn't sound like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know that. Like hooray. It is good day. Ah, mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like it's just also hello. Yeah, it does. It is so, very and similar. And I didn't want to say hello again because we uh, already heard hello. Let's see. Uh, let's do fritache. That just sounded like French. It does sound like French. That's, I'm hungry, specifically for French fries. Uh, no. Zohungwa is I'm hungry. Ah. Fritache is everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vadish. Oh, which would be said as a uh, Vadish. You're welcome. Other side or of that. Thank you. You're very close. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, we've got uh, Keek. And it's not Kick. It is not. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. Kiss. Mm. But I like the way your brain works. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Shufli! Oh, no. Yeah. Or help me, yeah. I guess, technically. But yes, it is just a general distress call. I somehow lit the kitchen on fire when making salad, <laughs> yes. is what that means. That's correct. Uh, actually, that one would specifically be... Wabo de Badu, which is, I'm on fire, mm-hmm. which is sometimes an expletive. Wabo de Badu! Or it's sometimes, Wabo de Badu. <laughs> because it can also be for confident sims who are on fire. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mick Mac Maka. Or if Amanda was doing this, it would be Maka Mac Mick. Mm. Is that I love you? No. Mm. It is one, two, three. Or uh, the other way, three, two, two one. one. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. So now you Amanda, know how to count to like, three counting in Simlish. Because mm-hmm. like, we go. Yep. And we're live. I got there. Yep. Yep. So that's a good one. Uh, Amanda doesn't just count backwards exclusively, which is what that sort of sounded <laughs> like you were saying. Yeah. She counts down exclusively. Uh Nubu. Oh, oh, Nubu. That's cute. 
It is cute. It means baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, but they that's also, funny. I feel like, say that to, like, pets. Yes, they do. Like, little pets. Mm-hmm. Little um, pets. But speaking of babies and pets, we have woven. Woven. Is, uh, is come here? No. <laughs> it is what you tell to come here. Oh. Yeah, like you would say, like come here. No, but what are what do you say that to? An animal? Yes. Like a this is like a, a dog. It is specifically a dog. Woven is the name of a texture or a textile. Uh, so they got that wrong. The Sims general are wrong. pet is woofum. But some pets don't go woof. Yep, I don't know why. The pet options in The Sims are like. Dog and cat. Dog, cat, and you can have a fish, but I don't think it's a pet. It's just like a piece of furniture. Wubmazino. Mm, let me say this right. Wubmazino. My brain was like, welcome to Chili's, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's wait a minute or just a minute. Mm. Hang on a minute. Wubmazino. Welcome to Chili's. <laughs> Gronk. Mm, that's... Either, oh no, or I'm tired, or, like, shoot, damn. Yeah, it is just generally, like, a, I'm upset. Like, a sigh. Yeah, yeah, it's generally just a sigh. Okay, so we know that Maladay was good day. Mm -hmm. What about Minai? Good night. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, great. Good job, me. (laughs) Yibsim. Megan, you're my Yibsim. Uh, I'm your roommate or your sister or your podcast well, host. You would say that Amanda is your Yibsim. Uh, my person? My fiance? No. My girlfriend? No, a little my less love, than that. My friend? My acquaintance? Mm-hmm. A little bit a little bit more than that. Mm, my best friend? That would be correct. My everything on planet Earth? Yeah, do you remember the word for everything? This is a pop oh, quiz. It's uh, the one that you thought was French. Mm-hmm. It sounded like French fry. For shy. <laughs> for <Yes>. she. <laughs> for fur. Fritache. Mm-hmm. I'm everything. bad at French, so Choose if it had been everything. the not French one, I would have remembered. Uh, yes. I would like to mention ger is good. And it is yes. Those are not as interesting. Ger. But I feel like they should be mentioned. Why is Gur good? <laughs> Great question. Zagadu. Uh, I I don't want to. Yeah, it's disagree. I disagree. Zagadu. Someone like is is talking uh, about cucumbers, and you're like Zagadu. This is a game that mm. kids play, which mm. is Marf Apper Nurk. Uh, rock paper scissors. Correct. Wow, look at that. Hey, 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 hey. Britch. I mean, that's not bitch, but oh, it, it sounds like bitch. Oh, it absolutely is. That is absolutely what that is. Incredible. Uh, Louvre. A museum in France? No. Mm. Move. No. Mm. Love. Would, yes, it is love. Mm-hmm. Sugnorg. I don't know. <laughs> it's someone. Mm. Rolly Nouster. Uh, a popular rock band fronted by <laughs> Mick Jagger. <laughs> it is Roller Coaster. 
Oh, why do the Sims have roller coasters? Uh, I can't actually tell you. Uh, so now we've got some, like, opposites. Oh, it's, nope. Oh, is it time? Oh, Goodbye. time is up. Goodbye! It hasn't, it hasn't, there it goes. Amanda was giving us the countdown and I was like, the, this is the first podcast where we've been, like, really Great. off. Goodbye! Goodbye.